The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Wisdom Wednesday with Will. I just made that up right now. Will Brinson, my buddy from CBS Sports, I just couldn't take it anymore. After a full week to 10 days of Matthew Stafford is a Hall of Famer tweets, I had to get him on the show to discuss this with him. So Will Branson got a daily podcast. We'll get to him momentarily. You guys already know that already tomorrow, it'll be a Greg Cosell Thursday. It'll be the last Ross Tucker football podcast of the week which means we'll have a new Spread the Word winner via social media, at Ross Tucker NFL, at Ross Tucker Pod. We'll have a new sponsor confirmation email winner and a new YouTube shout-out winner, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. The winners come fast in the offseason, if you guys haven't noticed. I don't remember if I said we're presented by DraftKings, but we absolutely are. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. All right, so this guy's a stud. Uh, I'm a big fan of his tweets. I'm a big fan of everything he does over at CBS. I like the pick six pod. I love everything this guy's got going on, other than last week when he was (laughs) supposed to come on the show, and he just totally bailed on me. Total no-show. Yeah, I. uh, what's up, man? How you doing, Ross? uh, (laughs) Look, this is a fluke. Uh, a, a crazy fluke accident because, like I was telling you before the show, something fell off behind me. Like our, my internet runs up behind this setup, and there's a gap because of like the internet hookup. Anyway, this is, long story short, my son is like going to bed and watching t- watching some TV in bed before he goes to sleep. Watching little Pete the cat, and all of a sudden the spinning wheel shows up, and I go downstairs and there's spinning wheel everywhere. Internet's down, phone's not working, and something has fallen off the wall and severed the internet cord that runs into the house. And uh, I stayed up until like 2.30 in the morning. And my fingers actually still hurt from it. I was trying to fix these tiny little wires and finally just gave up and yada, yada, yada. Spent a bunch of time with AT&T. Um, it, I, wasn't, I wasn't ducking your, your hard-hitting questions on Matthew Stafford being a Hall of Famer. <laughs> and and I, I do agree that I probably took it like 10 or 12 tweets too far with the Matthew Stafford stuff after the Rams won the Super Bowl. 
All right, so a couple things. First <laughs> of all, um, it's so funny because when Brian and I were about to get ready for the interview and it was like five minutes, and it was 10 minutes, I said, Will is not like this. Like, yeah, Will is like a detailed guy. Will's yeah. not like some guy. that I said, something happened to his internet. Like, I, I knew... I knew either your phone died or something happened. Like I literally, my DM to you was like, "Bro, are you okay?" Like I knew something had happened. We don't have we don't have very good cell service at our house, which is you know something that you know it's like something you don't think about when you're buying a house. I mean, I guess you should. Maybe you should. Maybe not detoured. Uh, but like you know, like, I, you know, you always think like, oh, you know, it's fine. Uh, and so I was like trying to send out DMs or send out texts, and they're not going through. And it's just and without the wireless, anyway. Yes, that all. That Dude, all I'm just telling you right now. That would that that is the first thing I check if I'm in the house now. Like that is yeah. Oh, me although, too. I mean, yeah. Usually you have Wi-Fi or whatever. So anyway, let's get to the Stafford thing. So since when have you been such a big Stafford guy? Like I know you're a Philip Rivers guy, and he went to NC State. You went to NC State. I guess I'm curious initially about like the genesis yeah. of your Stafford. I don't remember this when he was with the Lions that much. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing with the you know, there's not a whole lot to tweet about with the Lions, right? <laughs> this is not as they're not not. I mean, not that Philip Rivers won any Super Bowls, but you know, the Lions were just. I mean, never really involved in it at all. I've just always loved Stafford. Thought that his. I mean, you know, yeah. End of the phrase, arm talent is is overused, but the dude has some of the best physical skill sets uh, in the game. Um, I've interviewed him a couple times. I interviewed him his rookie year, and uh, you know, like. I just I think he's just comes off as a genuine and personable guy, Southern guy. So you know, you know, you know, you know dig that too. Uh, and um, you know, always always thought that the way he went about his business in Detroit was it was really impressive. That he got a bad rap. You know, it's it's and I, you know I don't want to stump for Kirk Cousins too, but the whole idea it's like I can't beat anybody with the winning record and he can't win a playoff game. Talking about Stafford specifically, it's like well yeah, it's it's not a but like. That's not a Stafford thing. That's a Detroit thing. I mean, they they chased off Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson. And, you know, Stafford's fighting through these injuries and battling and battling. And, you know, even when this team is dead in the water, he's still out there, you know, playing with a, a bum shoulder in week 17. And, and even how he handled the trade, too. You know, he didn't, he didn't make a big stink out of it. He didn't leak stuff out through his agents. And, and he easily could have done that and got what he wanted. Instead, he went to the team and said, hey, you know, like, Man, I, I think I, I think I put in my time here. Could, would you guys want to trade me? I can't, I can't do this anymore, folks. Like, I'm, I'm you know, I, I'm going to go staff. I'm going to go Sanders or, or Megatron if you don't if you don't help me out here. So um, I've talked to him several times. In fact, before games, he is an awesome guy. Yes. He, he is a very genuine guy. Somehow we were talking about like childcare for his kids because I don't know. That's what we were talking about. Oh, you saw the um. It was it uh was it was it Tracy Wolf who was it this oh no it was it Indy Kinkobala was talking about she like took a photo she was like you know there's some technical difficulties so Stafford and I you know shot the bleep about kids for like you know like infants for like ten minutes so he just you know just a, he's just a guy he's like a dad you know yes exactly all right so I'm gonna give you like sort of a a blank slate here open canvas to state your case for why you believe that Matthew Stafford is a Hall of Famer. So I think it is important to note that if Matthew Stafford walked away from football right now, um, that it would be a really, really difficult case to make because 
at the end, of, and I, I, I still think you can get in, but at the end of the day, you know, you have though I realize that I don't think Pro Bowls matter, but you know, it's a it's a counting stat, just like passing yards are, and he has one Pro Bowl. He has no all pro seasons, um, as Richard Sherman reminded me. And then you have, you know, he has the Super Bowl. His numbers are such that Ross that I think that if he plays three or four more years with the Rams and you know his age and performance and you know modern medicine and all that, how long these guys play, dictates that that should be a pretty easy thing to do. And he's largely healthier those three or four years. And the Rams are a good football team. I don't know that he has to get another Super Bowl. Certainly, another Super Bowl would cement it. Um, but I think the three or four years, just the way that his numbers are going to add up over that time span and it, it it also would help you know like like i think he's going to get in the conversation as a top five quarterback if he's playing as well as he did last year even with the 17 interceptions 41 touchdown passes you know you have uh rogers leaving soon brady's gone you know it's sort of changing the landscape of the other quarterbacks um i think that the this sort of golden um air golden age of for matthew stafford where he lands on this you know, talented Rams team with great weapons, a good defense, a smart coaching staff. And I realize some of that is in flux, uh, you know, but it sounds like they want to you know, run it back for 2022. Um, because of all that, he's set up to really succeed in the, in the twilight, the prime-ish twilight of his career. And I, I think that, that he'll end up, when he's done, when you look at the numbers, the stats – and the the postseason accolades, when it's all said and done, it, it'll, it'll be a not a fairly easy choice, but a a pretty easy decision to, to put him in the Hall of Fame. Mike Sando had a good article about it on the Athletic, and I, I tend to agree. Like there is probably to to be to really really pound the table for Stafford. There's probably a few more years of this that needs to happen. But it's I mean the numbers should be pretty easy to obtain with a 17 game schedule and that offense and those weapons. So uh, for me, I think it's a it, 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 when I was making the case last year, at the end of last year, when he was on the Lions, it was still a project. You know, it's always a projection. You're not saying, you know, like Aaron Donald, if he walks away today, Hall of Famer. You know, like he's he's done what he needs to do. Um, Stafford, I think, just over the course of the rest of his career, will cement himself as somebody who should be in the Hall of Fame. And and I, I get that there's people like ah, they're not putting all the quarterbacks in. I have to put all the quarterbacks in. Well, we shouldn't. I mean, just because there are a lot more elite quarterbacks in this era and it's not all it's not all the passing stuff i mean it really is like these guys watch tom brady growing up they watch peyton manning growing up it's sort of the tiger woods effect to that degree it also uh you know you have all these quarterback camps right these there's just more good quarterbacks than there were in years past i, I don't think that we should uh um punish a generation uh, a more talented generation just because less fewer guys were hall of fame caliber uh, you know, in the years pr uh, prior to them. All right. So a couple things here. Number one, I'm glad to hear you say that it's a projection based on what you're anticipating over the next three or four years, because my buddy, Dan Orlovsky is like, he's a lock hall of famer. Like it's over. And I don't think he would get in the hall of fame at all. If he retired tomorrow, like yeah, I, I, I it would, don't. It would, a, it would be a hard. It would be a really tough. Now, I mean, look, I, I don't. I mean, you just saw the class that just got in, right? I mean, don't get me wrong, Tony Baselli. You know, we 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 like to give Pete Prisco a hard time about it, but Baselli's a Hall of Famer. You know, he's a, an elite player at, at a at his position. I mean, and, and I'm not I'm not, not I'm not knocking these guys. I'm just saying that the way that the Hall works with timing sometimes 
is very tricky with who can end up getting in and the politics involved and all that. But I, I tend to agree that if he retired today, it would be a really, really uh, uh, tough uphill battle for him to get in. Yeah. So let me ask you while we're on that, because I know this one is near and dear to your heart. Yeah. Is Philip Rivers a Hall of Famer in your mind? I think so. You know, I I think that when you look at the 2004 class, all three of those guys, Big Ben is a no no brainer, right? Oh, let me ask you this. Right, let me ask you this. This is uh, I, we talked about this on the Pick Six Pod, and Ryan Wilson got he's a Steelers fan, so he got so mad at me when I suggested this. Big Ben and Tom Brady retired the same year. Assuming that Tom Brady doesn't come back and play for 14 more years with the 49ers or something. Does Big Ben get in on the first ballot Hall of Fame? Like, do Because I think that the voters like to use the first ballot, second ballot. They're like, oh, it doesn't matter which ballot you're in. You know, you just, you're in, you're in. It doesn't matter if you have to wait 16 years or five years or whatever it is they're like you're in. But I think they like to utilize the first ballot, second ballot mechanism to separate players at, at similar positions. Like, I, I, if I recall correctly, didn't they, like, Kurt Warner was going to get in, but then Favre was eligible, so they pushed Warner back a year, even though he's, you know, one of the faces of NFL Network and, they, like, all those guys have gold jackets. I think they've decided, I think they've decided, to answer your question, I think they've decided to to make a first ballot Hall of Famer a, a, a thing. Yes. Meaning, I think that they probably realize DeMarcus Ware was one of the five best candidates this year, mm-hmm. but he's they not don't a think first ballot, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer like Lawrence Taylor or Reggie White or Aaron Donald. And they looked at how long it took guys like Kevin Green and Chris Dolman and whoever to get in. And they're like, listen, DeMarcus Ware is not a cut to the front of the line guy. Right. He's a Hall of Famer, and he's probably a second-year Hall of Famer, but we're not not giving him the label first ballot Hall of Famer. Pete Manning is cut to the front of the line. Tom Brady, cut to the front of the line. So that's my question is, does – and it's like if you put Tom Brady in – if you put Tom Brady and Big Ben at the same time, you know, I mean, you you could argue that it's like, you know, you're like taking away from Brady. You could also take away you're just just completely overshadowing Big Ben. You know, by virtue of having to. Yeah, know, Ben. Big Ben might prefer to go in the next year. Right. Exactly. But here's the thing. Like, to me, if you start to say like Philip Rivers is a Hall of Famer, then I and and I love Philip Rivers too. But then I start to get to like, okay, are we just saying anybody that was a starting quarterback for? 12 plus years and was a top 10 quarterback for most of that time. Like, are we just putting all of those guys then into the hall of fame? Because to your point about Baselli, like Baselli was one or two at his position, a really important position for six years. Right. Whereas Matthew Stafford, let me ask you this, Matthew Stafford, I'll, I'll start with that one. Then we'll go Philip Rivers. How many years in his career do you think Matthew Stafford was a top five quarterback in the NFL? Yeah, yeah. No, this is the argument. All yeah, you know, this is the argument all the time, and and that's and that's okay. It's a good argument because I do think that you you want to be a you know, top five player at your position. Um, my my, uh, I would say that if you look at Stafford, if you look at the advanced stats, you could probably force two. 
there's there's definitely one there like he was one like a top five guy he's probably fifth in 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 dyar at at, at uh at, at football outsiders here's here's my counterpoint is that and this is and, and maybe this is plays into your point but you know i, I tend to think i like these guys philip rivers and matthew stafford spent their entire careers with Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, and Tom Brady playing, and Aaron Rodgers, for for the most part, you know, like, so, and I understand it's like, well, if you want to be the best, you know, if you want to be the greatest, you got to beat that. We're talking about, I mean, when you talk about Brees, Rodgers, Peyton, and Brady, that's four of the ten greatest quarterbacks of all time. So, like, very rarely did was there an opportunity to be a top five quarterback. You know, it wasn't like it wasn't like. Well, Rodgers, how many guys did you just name? Three or four. Four: Rodgers, Brady, Breeze, and Manning. I mean, that's four of the top ten quarterbacks of all time. Right. All, all basically playing at the same time for like and for like a really obnoxiously long time in the case of Tom Brady, right? And you know, so I, I and I realized that you know it's like well, I mean, you know, want to be the best, got to beat the best. But if all four of those guys are playing at the same time, in most hard to be hard to be a top five guy. Most years, you you really there's two slots, right? Maybe three slots to be a top five guy, and you always have, you know, um, and, and you know, it, it, it's been, you know, you, I mean, like, you, you had Favre. Like, I'm just looking at 2007, right? 2007 passing leaders: Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Tony Romo, Brett Favre, Carson Palmer. You know, Peyton Manning wasn't even a top five quarterback in terms of passing yards in 2007. I'm pretty sure he was the uh, the MVP that year. Right, you know, the problem is, by the way, Sorry, a God. little bit about the Stafford stat thing and even Philip Rivers is I feel like when they're up for the Hall of Fame, people are going to see the projections for Josh Allen and Mahomes. And I think they're going to start to think, well, is it really that impressive? Because these guys are going to, th- these other guys might even blow these guys out of the water. Yeah, it, it, entirely possible. Um, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes needs 31,000 passing yards to catch Matthew Stafford, though. You know, that's – so you got to remember, let's say Stafford retires five years later. Uh, let's say you know, even if he's averaging I – mean, basically, Mahomes has to average 5,000 passing yards over five years, which is you know, plausible. It's not insane um, to, you know, to really to even make up significant ground while – Stafford is, you know, while Stafford is waiting for the thing. And, and the the other thing, too, is like, so Peyton Manning, you know, and not that Peyton Manning is, we don't have to discuss Peyton Manning, whether or not he's, a, you know, worthy of the Hall of Fame or like, you know, it's a quick two-minute discussion. But the my point being is that with Manning, nobody says 1.5 times Super Bowl winner, right? Even though he limped to the finish with that, you know, he, he didn't, I mean, he, he he was integral to the team in 2015, but. Yeah, it wasn't a wasn't a. They didn't win the Super Bowl because Peyton Manning was incredible. He got benched for Brock Osweiler. He's still two time Super Bowl winner, Peyton Manning. You know, like once you get far enough removed from the moment and the arguments that happened during the like during the like in in the moment, we just sort of we sort of forget about it to a little to a, to a certain extent. So like I think if Stafford finishes, so he's at forty nine thousand nine hundred ninety five passing yards. Let's say he plays four more years and averages forty eight hundred yards. That's another 19,020 or 19,200, excuse me. That would put him at uh, 69,195 passing yards, which would be fourth or fifth all time behind just Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, and Brett Favre. And I realize it's a passing era. 
I know it's a, you know counting stats and all that, but if you look at the top 14 guys, you look at top 15 if you want, uh, in terms of passing yards, the only guys who aren't in the Hall of Fame are Brady Breeze, they're locks. Roethlisberger, he's getting in. Rivers, I think, is a close one. Uh, Matt Ryan, Eli Manning. And I, th- I think Eli is a lock to get in, even though I would put him third quarterback in that class. Rodgers, lock to get in. And then Stafford. And then uh, Carson Palmer, too, who's, who's, who's like, I think. I think you Carson- had to, okay, here's my question. Right now, even with your Stafford projections, four more years, let's say, who do you think, ha- who would you stump for the most between Rivers, Stafford, and oh. Eli Manning? Oh, I mean, Eli, Eli is a, it's the thing. It's like, I guess I, you know, people are like, when you start making these arguments, people are like, and this is not answering your question, but people are like, oh, I mean, how many all pros does Matthew Stafford have? It's like, well, Drew Brees, and this goes back to the point about how hard it is. You know, do you have to be the number one quarterback in football to be all pro? Drew Brees, Big Ben, and Eli Manning, all three of whom we think are probably getting in the Hall of Fame, have one all pro between them. One, like that's how hard it is to be the you know like it, it, it's, it's not being a top five quarterback isn't easy in this in this era. Um, I I mean I think I think Rivers deserves to get in every Eli. I don't think he I don't think it'll happen because Eli has the two rings and his last name is Manning. Um, like I said, Stafford. I think you know I, I think I think Stafford. I think that Super Bowl ring trumps a lot of stuff. You know, like the fact that Rivers never won one. Even though he had to play in the AFC with Tom Brady, you know, been, never uh, even got to one. Yeah, hurts him a lot, a ton. It'll it'll, it'll, it'll be interesting. Well, think I, about it I think um, Ross, think about it this way: if Matt Ryan holds on and beats the Patriots, he is a he's in the Hall of Fame because he's got an MVP, probably Super Bowl MVP, Super Bowl ring, and all the stats to, that go along with it. Like it's just. It, to, you know, it's unfortunate, but it's just sort of how it works. There's a, you know, there are boxes you're trying to check to confirm that somebody is, is, is a hall of fame player. No question. Check him out on social media, by the way, at will Brinson. That's how, you know, everything will is always up to. He's got a terrific podcast, which I think I've been on before. I can't remember the pick six pod yes, you at pick six pod. Will, this is exactly what I was looking for. Thank you, man. All right, buddy. See you, man. You know, we've talked several times recently about mental health. We we actually have had, if you remember, Dr. Kerry Hastings from the Rams on. We had the former NFL player on. It's pretty cool. Um, and this is what's interesting. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp, it's H-E-L-P will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You'll be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional therapy done securely online. Visit betterhelp.com slash football. That's better H-E-L-P. And join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. Special offer, by the way, for Ross Tucker Football Podcast listeners. Get 10% off your first month 
at betterhelp.com slash football. Morning, Ross. Let's start today with the NFL and the XFL having a partnership on innovation and development moving forward. Love that. Don't really know what it means, but I love that the NFL is going to use at least one of these leagues. They really should use all of them if they could partner, but it used at least one of these leagues for innovation when it comes to rules, officiating, technology, all those things. It's a great idea. The development thing I think is interesting. You know, the XFL made it clear that they're not looking to become a minor league for the NFL. But clearly, if you partner with the XFL or with the NFL, you're doing that for a reason because you're hoping that there's value in that for both sides, but especially for you. And with the USFL starting this spring, I don't think the XFL start until 23 at the earliest. I do think it's interesting that they wanted to kind of get a jump on the USFL in terms of getting some type of partnership with the NFL. And I like the fact that the XFL and these other leagues have tried different things that the NFL said, hey, you know what? That worked. That was good. Takes. The NFL has said that they are not going to investigate the Dallas Cowboys uh, voyeurism scandal, which, by the way, was the main topic on the business of sports this week. That's right. Good plug. No Andrew Brandt this week on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. So check out the Business of Sports Podcast with Andrew and Don Van Nata, who was on there talking about the research he did into the Cowboys' voyeurism issue. You know, I don't know. I was on a radio station yesterday. They were like, well, why won't the NFL investigate this? My guess is because it's over. I mean, in the sense that the women that were involved settled and they got their money they're not complaining as far as I know. Uh, you know, the guy that was uh, implicated for the Cowboys, the executive, he has retired. He's gone. So I think from the NFL's perspective, it's like, okay, the victims, that part of it's done. Uh, you know, the guy for the Cowboys is no longer there. That's my sense. I, I don't know. Um, but that's my guess as to why they're not investigating it. Ducks takes. Next week's NFL Combine had a bubble, and now it doesn't. What are your thoughts? Well, you know, we'll talk about this more next week on the College Draft Podcast, which I highly encourage you guys to listen to or watch. You know, a lot of people listen and watch the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, even money. Would love to see more of you check out the Fantasy Feast. Such an awesome way to look at football, even if you're not a diehard fantasy person. And then the college draft podcast, man, we had Chad Ryder on from NFL.com yesterday. He and Emery, that was fantastic. Talking about their process, where they start the evaluation process, even getting the names of the prospects. In terms of the combine, the agents were all freaking out because they weren't going to be able to have their um, – their trainers and, and pre-combine instructors with their clients because the combine was not letting them in because of COVID concerns, but they finally just said, okay, you can be with your trainers or whatever before your events. 
Tux Takes. Aaron Rodgers was on social media yesterday uh, with a gratitude for a bunch of people, but kind of cryptic. Still doesn't know where we're playing next year. Right. You know, I wanted to get into this with Will, but we were so far down the Stafford and Rivers Hall of Fame conversation that I didn't want to. I didn't want to detour. You know, a couple thoughts, I guess, Brian. Number one, I don't know how he can really quote unquote make a decision until he knows what the deal is with Devontae Adams. I mean, that's a huge freaking part of the decision, right? Like that's a huge part of it. So I don't know how he can be expected to make a decision until he knows what's going on with Devontae Adams. That's number one. Um, the other thing I would say is, you know, for a guy that claims he doesn't like the media or doesn't like all the speculation from the media. He knew exactly what he was doing. You know, you post all those pictures on social media, the last one you're not in. Then you go on the McAfee show the next day. I mean, he knows exactly what he's doing. So the only thing I would say is he said he wasn't going to let it drag out that long. However, I don't know how he can make a decision before he knows Devontae Adams' status. However, don't act like you don't like all the speculation and people talking about it when you're doing things that clearly lead people to talk about it and speculate about it. Takes. A judge ruled that Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson can be questioned under oath in nine of these civil cases. Don't really know enough about that, Bri. I mean, that, that's probably an Andrew Brandt one for next week if we have Andrew on. Doesn't sound good for Deshaun Watson, uh, but I don't know. I never know. They say that, and then, I mean, honestly, it just makes it seem to me like it's more likely he will uh, settle those cases before he has to go under oath so that he doesn't have to go under oath. Ducks takes. And finally, after four seasons in Kansas City, the Chiefs cut Anthony Hitchens. That's going to save him about $8 million in cap space. Right. They've got other guys. Bolton had a really good rookie year. They've got other guys. They need to save cap space for other people. Hitchens is a fine player, but they can save over $8 million. They're going to do it. They cut him loose now so he can get on the market earlier. That's really doing him a solid, which I like that Brett Veach did that. Just like I like all of our patrons, patreon.com slash RT Media, including the I Think We're Done Here members. They get a shout out at the end of every show. Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, Vision Comics with an X, HumanHeadNYC.com, SteakhouseSports.com. And as a reminder, the greatest birthday and anniversary gift of all time myfrontpagestory.com if you get a birthday or anniversary coming up or you can just get a, a big jump on Mother's Day. Other than that, we got the Fantasy Feast today. Even money yesterday was awesome. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.
A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, doesn't always. Sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. 